الحمد لله وكفى والسلام على عباده الذين اصطفى أما بعض فأعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم والذين جاهدوا فينا لنهدينهم سبلنا سبحان ربك رب العزة عما يصفون والسلام على المرسلين والحمد لله رب العالمين اللهم صل على سيدنا محمد وعلى آل سيدنا محمد وبارك وسلم اللهم صل على سيدنا محمد وعلى آل سيدنا محمد وبارك وسلم اللهم صل على سيدنا محمد وعلى آل سيدنا محمد وبارك وسلم One of the features of life is that within it there are circumstances that are very deceiving and what I mean by deceiving here is that you look at the circumstance and you are completely convinced of A, but the truth is B. You look at a circumstance, and you're convinced of A, but the truth is B. And these types of circumstances, they exist in a spectrum. The most extreme is that which completely dupes you, and dupes you in something that is amongst the most important aspects of your life, right? I mean, for example, sometimes you can be swindled in something small. It's not a big deal because it's relatively small. And sometimes you can be swindled in something major, and it's a really big deal, particularly if that circumstance is just completely deceiving you. So this is just the nature of life. It's often full of deception. This principle actually is introduced to us in the very, very first interaction that we have with the Qur'an. In the sense that if you read Fatiha, as soon as you pass Fatiha, you get to Al-Baqarah, and Al-Baqarah essentially begins maybe like the first 20 ayat or so, begins by dividing mankind into three groups. I mean, you can open it up and read it, but again, the number of the ayat, I'm just, you know, it might not be 20, it might be 21, but roughly 20 verses. Uh, the first five verses, beginning with Alif Lam Mim, it talks about believers. The next two verses talks about disbelievers. And then several verses talk about hypocrites. Now, who are hypocrites? Hypocrites are the ones who present themselves to be one way, making you absolutely convinced that they're that way, but are actually swindling, swind swindling you because they're completely the other way. And it's at a great harm and detriment to you or to the deen. So look how I mean, very quickly the Quran presents this. And by the way, I mean, this is just one angle in the sense that, you know, in, in life there's, in life, we, we, we encounter this all the time. Uh, you make friends with somebody who's really not your, or you, you think someone's your friend, but they're really not your friend. Or uh, you think that uh, there's benefit in something, but there's really no benefit in it. Or, for example, look at 2007. You know, in 2007, they had this whole world economy almost collapsed. 2006, 2007, that time frame, the whole uh, world economy almost collapsed and 
everybody was uh, swindled into thinking that uh, you know they can just buy this real estate and all of a sudden this real estate will just keep going up and up and up and there's no way you can lose any money and uh, everybody began to jump on board and everybody was stretching themselves as thin, as thin, as thin as possible until the whole thing snapped. And <laughs> the whole world's economy was literally on the brink of collapse. All these uh, countries had to come in just to save the economies of these nations because uh, everybody had been duped by, almost by each other. They had just created this, uh, this, this sort of this game. Now, like I said, these exist in life. You can't avoid it. We're all going to face it. We completely think one thing is, uh, we think something is one way, and only after time does it reveal itself to be a completely, completely upside down. But I think it's important for us to, to know one thing for sure, which is that of all of the possible deceptions, and there's many, we already talked about some, but of all of the possible deceptions, the biggest deception is the dunya. Of all of the possible deceptions, the biggest deception is the dunya. Dunya means the life of this world. And the reason it's such a deception is because it purports itself to be good and lasting, but no one ever ends up good or lasting. And everybody wakes up pursuing it. It advertises itself to be one way. It sparkles, it shines, it glitters, it drives the world. But in the end, it never fulfills its claim and always delivers everyone who experiences it to some end or another, which essentially is going to be death for everyone. Look, I mean, uh, just as an example, if, first of all, so much of what the dunya advertises itself to be is not true. person thinks, if I get the dunya, I'll be happy, but happiness is rarely found in the dunya, particularly when that becomes the goal of a person. person thinks, if I get the dunya, I'll be strong, but the dunya wears a person away until they're weak. Every... Okay, the dunya offers multiple different pathways, but everyone, every one of those pathways leads to a dead end. There is no pathway in the dunya except that it leads to a dead end. It's a maze. It's like a maze of multiplicity. You have all these options. At any given moment, you look like you have 100 options ahead of you. Yeah, I could do this, and I can do this, and I'll make this, and I'll make that, and I'll get this, and then I'll buy that, and then I'll save this, and then I'll capture that. I'm going to meet this person. I'm going to do that. But in the end, every one of those options, even though there's literally millions, when you put them all together amongst, you know, summate them amongst the crowd even here, but in the end, every one of them is in a dead end. Because look, in the end, whatever you gain is never lasting. Okay, you could collect all of the dunya, all of the wealth of the dunya, and at best, You'll die one day, and all your inheritors will distribute it, and probably even fight over it, to be honest. You can't take it with you, because this like filter of death precludes even a penny crossing it. So there's no way that a person can, no matter, even the most successful, can never take it with them. 
You could collect all the strength that's humanly possible. You could literally be the strongest person, the strongest person on the planet. You can bench, you can do this, you can do that. But in the end, dunya will weaken the body and reduce you to just bones. You could have the perfect life where every single thing that you thought was, an, was a goal is attained. But the dunya will deliver you to death and it'll all be taken away. If you have health, you eventually become sick. If you're young, you eventually become old. If you're rich, you eventually die and it goes to someone else. Even if you found the perfect companion, either they die or you die. And then life moves on. Nothing, this dunya advertises itself to be one way and purports to be something, but it's completely opposite. And the beauty of Islam is that, in, okay, let's take a step back. In this dunya, there are tiny, tiny pockets of op true opportunity. Tiny pockets of true opportunity. They're, the, they're just a few that actually are truly meaningful and lasting. And Islam, the beauty of Islam, is that it filters everything and with just absolute clarity shows you a straight path. And it is the only path out of all the possible paths that is straight and that leads, to, leads you to a destination beyond it, which is the destination to Allah and to his pleasure and a truly lasting reward, which can never exist here, but actually does exist somewhere, which is beyond here. That's the straight path. And the beauty of Islam is that it filters the whole dunya and tells us that like, within this dunya, these are the things that are valuable. What are the things that are valuable? Okay, this time, at this place, at this time, out of the thousand opportunities you have, actually the true opportunity is to pray the Fajr prayer. At this period of your life, the true opportunity is to pray the Dhuhr prayer. At this period of your life, when you've been given blessed with wealth, the true opportunity is to pay zakah and to give some extra sadaqah if you can eventually get to that point. Out of all of the chaos, and despite all of the deception, and despite how much the dunya claims itself to be something, but eventually drops everybody at a dead end, the, 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 the only thing that filters and makes things clear and brings light upon the truth of the dunya is the deen. In fact, there's a narration in the book of Imam Tirmidhi, which I started this way because I was reading this narration, but there's a, book in the, uh, there's a narration in the book of Imam Tirmidhi in which uh, the Prophet said that, and he's making a comparison, I'm just going to keep it very simple here, but he just, the Prophet is establishing that this dunya is not even worth the wing of a mosquito. Mosquito is just a translation that's used. The wing of a gnat, the wing of a mosquito. In the eyes of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Prophet is establishing that this dunya is not even worth the wing of a mosquito in the eyes of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Meaning that's the value of this dunya to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. There is nothing in this dunya of value. The only few things in dunya that are of value are the things that the deen teaches us of how we can behave in the dunya so that we can attain value and so that we can pass this dunya to actually achieve the true reward, which is the reward of the hereafter. And that's because this dunya is a test. Now, what is the actual 
the battle that's going on. The dunya wants to claim itself to be the goal. The dunya wants to claim itself to be the reward. The dunya wants to claim itself to be the focal point. But the deen is reminding us that this dunya is not a goal. This dunya is not a focal point. This dunya is not the end. It is not uh, permanent. It is merely a test. And like any test, the time of test is not the time of reward. The time of test is to, uh, is to earn the highest points so that we can gain a reward. And that's something that all of us have to remember. SubhanAllah, I mean, how many stories do you see where the dunya completely flips on a person's face just in a moment? Everything is going well. All of a sudden, someone can die in an instant. Meaning like a close relative can die, your child can die, something you weren't expecting can happen, a crime can arise and you, know, you can be the victim of a crime, et cetera, et cetera. Life just, no matter, look, no matter if anyone thinks, if anyone thinks for a minute that like, hey, I'm getting, like this, I'm enjoying. It's not, it's so deceiving that it makes you think, the dunya makes you think that I'm enjoying and that nothing can go wrong, but it, it's exactly at that moment that things will go wrong. How many uh, husbands and wives, you know, will have their spouse just pass away unexpectedly? How many parents will have their children pass away unexpectedly? How many difficult circumstances can you identify in the world in which people are suffering? This dunya is not the end point. This dunya has zero value. To Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. It's not, like I've said before, it's, it, is the res, it is the creation that was designed to be destroyed. Well, what's the end result of this dunya except to be reduced to dust? The only true uh, and lasting and permanent um, reward is in the akhirah. And the akhirah is better. Look, we're being warned here. The Quran is warning us. You guys prefer You guys prefer the dunya, the life of the dunya. Why? Because it's deceiving us. It's making us think that it's something. It's making us think that it's special. And it so quickly deceives us that I get deceived and then I talk it up with my neighbor and my neighbor gets deceived and then they come and talk it up with the next person. They get deceived. It just spreads viral. Spread viral. And the heart is such that it easily uh, gets duped by this. You, you guys all prefer the life of this world. But the akhirah is better and lasting. And that's exactly the case of the dunya. It claims to be better, but actually the only, the only, the only good lies in Jannah. Meaning, you can... You know, we, we, um, we call a house here a house. We call food here food. We call companionship companionship. But none of these things are true. Meaning, this is not a house. This is a placeholder. There'll be a day, inshallah, we'll go to Jannah, we'll see a house, and we'll, it'll have some resemblance to the houses that we had here. But you can't ever compare and there'll be a day, inshallah, we'll be in Jannah, you'll, you'll, eat, you'll eat a piece of fruit, it'll have some resemblance to the fruit that you had here, but 
you won't ever be able to compare. And there'll be a day in Jannah where there'll be companionship. And it'll be with families and spouses and friends, etc. But you'll look back and you'll remember this world and it'll just be a semblance of that. Meaning it'll, the, the, the world will have been a semblance of reality. The true reality will be seen there because it's way better and it's lasting. And like I said, lasting because nothing in this world lasts. It doesn't matter if you found uh, the perfect companion, you found the perfect wealth, you found the perfect uh, food, you found something that you claim to be perfect in this world. Either it doesn't last or you don't last. In fact, I would argue, actually, we don't have to argue, it's true, both don't last. You, you, we definitely won't last. There's nobody staying here more than X number of years. And even if you made something perfect, itself, it won't last. Like I said, said so many times, you can build your dream home, you can spend all the time and energy building your dream home, and the next person will tear it down and say, this is a teardown, this is not a dream home, this is a teardown. And this is exactly what people do today. Uh, don't you think in the 1950s people were building their dream homes? Or in the 1970s people were building their dream homes? They thought this is the perfect home. This is the home that will last forever. And what happens? You know, 50 years later, a person comes in. Oh, this is a teardown. We have to redo this. This is, this is, there's this wrong and that wrong. This is the nature of the dunya. So we should never be deceived. And that's the beauty, one of the beauties of this deen. This, the beauty of this deen is that the Prophet and the Prophets that came before, the message of the Qur'an is very, very clear that this world is not a world of reward. Yes, there are some benefits that we gain from this world that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala blesses us with. There is some good in this world. But this is not a place of reward. This is a place of test. And the true reward comes in the hereafter. So again, just as a summary, the world is full of deception, and all of us will experience that deception. Unfortunately, that's the nature of life. There will be people that we bump into that will deceive us. There will be issues that deceive us. There will be circumstances in life that deceive us. But the greatest deception lies in the dunya itself. And the great, one of the great features of this deen is that it can't, the dunya can't deceive us because we've been told it's reality. You know, it's very sad when you, you think someone to be your friend and they let you down and they reveal themselves to be completely opposite of your friend, right? Because you had no expectation or we had no expectation of that. It was completely unexpected. You know, people get very upset when they expect, expected A but it actually turns out to be B. But here in this matter, the dunya is the biggest deceiver because it takes us and our lives and our energy and our time and our focus and leads us to a dead end. But the deen is the greatest clarifier. It sheds the ultimate light on this reality to allow us to be able to appreciate exactly what it is. So that on the day of judgment, or even earlier than that, when we go to our grave, we don't have to be fooled and then regretting. So we should open our eyes to this reality. This is what the straight path is. This is exactly, you know, this is the sunnah. But one, one, one way to define the sunnah is the mechanism by which the Prophet ﷺ engaged the dunya vis-a-vis uh, -vis the opportunity for the hereafter. And maybe the best summary is there. 
where the Prophet says that, this, that you be like a traveler. Be like a traveler in this world. You're coming and going. Don't be deceived. Don't think this is the destination. There is actually a true destination. And that's the greatest warning that we've been given. It's one of the greatest warnings that we've been given. So we should appreciate the dunya for what it is. We should make the adjustments in life that are necessary to particularly to by recognizing that Islam the Islam filters for us what is good in this dunya. It reminds us that in this dunya there are a few things that are worthy and that we can actually take advantage of those things to create for ourselves a much better circumstance, a true, a true final, lasting, and much better circumstance in the hereafter. And if we don't, then the fault is not anyone, any, on anyone except ourselves. We've been given the message and it's been given to us with utter clarity. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala make us amongst those who are able to appreciate the deception of the dunya. May he make us amongst those who turn our focus to the hereafter. And may he make us amongst those who are able to attain uh, the great rewards that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has prepared uh, for those who focus on it. Wa akhirat da'wana anilhamdulillahi rabbil alameen.